for the mom with her hands full and only a few minutes to spare here and there. Put your hand on your chest. Take a deep breath. You're doing better than you think you are. I want you to delight in these ordinary, often mundane days of motherhood, rooted in confidence about how you are raising and speaking to and nurturing your kids. Peace starts with you. So let's create peaceful safe havens for our kids to grow in. It's never too late. And the fact that you are here speaks volumes of the amazing mom that you are and desire to be. Hey, welcome back to the Peace Starts With You podcast. I am going to open today's episode with an amazing quote that says, following a child's lead means that every once in a while, as often as we can handle it, children need us to be hugely enthusiastic, to say yes in a booming voice instead of the constant parade of no. And I think it was one of the first couple episodes I did, I talked about how Many times a kid before the age of five hears the word no compared to how many times they hear the word yes. And I think sometimes it just takes becoming aware of it and acknowledging it, even if something doesn't change right off the bat, just becoming aware of it can lead to the greatest change. And so it goes right along with what I want to talk about today, but just playing and being a playful parent and how important play is for our kids. Like play matters. Through play, kids release energy, they reduce stress, they enjoy life, they get to problem solve and learn how to problem solve, they exercise creativity and get to use their imagination, master new concepts and build their self-confidence, find motor skills, strengthen vocabulary and communication, they learn how to cooperate and share and conflict resolution. So it's so important, it matters. And scientists say that play builds a better brain. And on top of that, the whole point of this entire podcast, but it also helps to strengthen and build a relationship with our kids and our connection with them. Play is a relationship builder and we have to make it a top priority because we live in a world that's go, go, go. And there's so many things and lots on our to-do list. So it has to be a deliberate and intentional decision every single day. And trust me, playing Legos is not like, on the top of like what I would choose or want to do or find excitement in, playing a board game that we often don't even follow the rules exactly, building a fort, but I've learned that if I just get down there and do it, building a relationship with them is so important and realizing how I can do that through play it makes it it makes it enjoyable and you know oftentimes even when i'm playing doing legos and building things at first i'm like oh this is the last thing i want to be doing but as i start building and as i start you know talking with my kids as they're doing it and we have these great conversations i'm like man this is so enjoyable and the more we play the more peaceful and happy our home is play is therapeutic it we get along better we feel calmer end up being closer We're more connected, less stressed when we take the time to play. And so we have to be intentional about fitting it in daily. And we have to resolve to give our kids the gift of being a playful parent. And oftentimes, play should not be about teaching lessons. They learn plenty when play is free and when it's child-led and when we are following our kids in this imaginary world that they can take us on. But I don't know if you've heard of disciplining through play. So... Discipline is teaching and teaching is best done when the child is open and receptive and a child is never more open and receptive than when she or he is playing 
And so harnessing this opportunity to teach values and life skills through pretend play and stories is such an incredible tool. So if there's a reoccurring issue, it can be brought up when we're playing. So for instance, puppets or um, stuffed animals or even Lego figurines or, you know, play and pretend animals or whatever you want to use. But by making up this similar situation through play and it's silly and fun, our kids receive the information and they process it more easily than if we were to be lecturing or confronting them. So if you listened to last week's episode, I shared how we are really struggling and working through um, just the frustration of having a little brother. So Kai will do something to Dax and then Dax will get frustrated and not knowing how to handle it, he usually returns whatever just happened right back at Kai. And so, you know, last week I shared how we've had some instances. Well, this this week, <laughs> same thing. Kai knocked over Dax's magnetile thing that he had built and then threw a magnetile, totally missed Dax. But Dax, in his frustration, picked up a magnetile and threw it at Kai. And in the moment, it's like so maddening because I'm like, Dax, how can I get this through your head? Like you are bigger, you're older, you have better aim. Like he nailed Kai right in the head. There was a bump and a little bruise. And so, you know, the, the conflict resolves, but I find Dax laying on one of our couches and I just go over there. I could just see just a look of just like, what's the right word like just despair maybe and I'm like buddy what's going on talk to me and he just said you know I just don't I don't want to be the bigger brother I I don't want to be the leader I want Jet to be it and you know oftentimes I tell him like hey you are the big brother for a reason and you have this great um, responsibility and ability to teach Kai Um, you're older and can ask Jesus for self-control and I just maybe in the moment didn't even realize that I was putting this huge responsibility on Dax. I really want him to grasp that he he can in the moment dissolve it just by saying, hey, Kai, we don't do that. Like, because obviously most of the time it doesn't hurt him. He's totally okay, but he's still frustrated. And so um, I just said, you know, buddy, I, I get that. I, I, I feel your frustration and I see that you're upset and I I see that you're not doing this to, you know, intentionally hurt your little brother. You're just frustrated in the moment. I mean, for goodness sake, if someone threw something at me, I'd probably want to throw it right back at them too. And so I just think just an example of just being able to listen to our kids and recognize that it's not that they want to do this or they just maybe don't know how to handle how they're feeling or their emotions or the situation. And so just one example of so many that when you are engaging in pretend play and play with your kids of a situation that you can take and then teach them through play. And one of our most valuable tools is the example that we set, how we show up, how we respond when our emotions are high and how we respond when there's chaos going on and that connection that we have with our kids. And I cannot say this enough but it's truly the foundation of what we do and how we parent. But if our kids feel connected, and if we've built that foundation of trust and respect, then our kids by nature, they're, they don't wanna disappoint you. And more importantly, because of that connection and the values instilled in them, they're gonna hold themselves to a, a higher standard. They're gonna hold themselves accountable because it is in them, not because they feel fear or because they feel forced to. And I feel like just recognizing that we have such a powerful tool in our example that we set. Children are mirrors that reflect back to us our own attitudes and our own behaviors. 
in a book. Um, it's called Jesus, the Gentle Parent. He says, if perfection were possible, the cross wouldn't have been necessary. Our kids, can, can, they can't be perfect. They're always going to make mistakes, just like we make mistakes. And when we can recognize this and realize that our job is to teach and guide, you know, oftentimes people use the verse, spare the rod, spoil the child. They're not realizing that back then, shepherds, they used their rod to guide. They didn't use it to beat their sheep. They used it to guide and direct. The word disciple is the root word in discipline. So in a completely literal sense, to discipline our children means to disciple them. So let this podcast episode just encourage you to play with your kids. And then on top of that, just to keep working through and researching and reading and realizing that they you don't have to use fear. You don't have to use force. You don't have to use timeouts or shaming or spanking or punishments to control your kids. You can create an inseparable bond through respect, through firm and kind discipline. And you can teach your kids so much through your own example. And one more quote from that book, Jesus, the Gentle Parent. He says, but do you really believe that Jesus's new covenant is for everyone except children? That grace, mercy, unconditional love, and forgiveness are for adults only? The disciples made that mistake and Jesus said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Our kids are given to us as a gift to nurture and teach and raise and point to Jesus and to remind them that mistakes, everybody's going to make mistakes. They're going to make mistakes for as long as they can live. But that is why Jesus came and that's why we need him every single day. And what a cool gift that we can give our kids and show our kids and teach our kids. Okay, don't forget, peace starts with you. 